Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo joining you for another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark, following the Dallas Mavericks uh, really just beating the unholy <laughs> hell out of the Portland Trailblazers, one twenty-eight <laughs> to seventy-eight. What's going on, Josh? Uh, nothing much. I think it's hilarious that this game, the Mavericks, well, the spread was uh, nineteen and a half. No, it, it, I think it inched up to twenty right before tip off. It, it was already the biggest. <laughs> And of all of ever in Mavs history, and then it inched further, and then the Mavs just you know t- <laughs> double and a half did. should have raised that line a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Uh what a crazy I mean, not a crazy game, but man, uh everything that happened that we thought would happen would happen. You've been telling me for a couple days now, uh, on the post game, kind of looking forward to this game, how awful Portland is right and now. They were worse. It's incredible. I mean, it like it's the sort of thing that where like Adam Silver kind of gave like a weird sort of state of the union thing. And like, I don't think he's a very good commissioner, but one thing he said was he's like, we just have too many guys resting too many guys. And I'm just like, what you really have is a couple of teams. Like, like they have to figure out another disincentive for tanking. What Oklahoma city and Portland are doing are abhorrent. Like this is silly. They had like 12 guys in the injury report and they were, they were playing guys that could have come straight off like Mavs Twitter. It was, it was preposterous. <laughs> this felt like the remember when the Mavericks played a preseason game against the the Chinese league team. I mean, honest to God, it felt it felt a little like that. Maybe even a Chinese team might have been better. I, mean, I think so. It was it was it was insane. Uh, Those I poor guys, like they were, yeah, just, and and like it was sort of like. And then, like, Luca hangs a 25-point third quarter on him where he looks like Jordan. <laughs> it's, like, it's just so rude. Uh, it was great, though. It's hey, fun. everyone got the fourth quarter <laughs> off. I'm taking it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's hard, you know, because of that, it's – I mean – there's nothing really to nothing really to break down. Well, uh, let's see. You know, you want to talk about an NBA team beating up on a on a rec league team, basically. I mean, it was nice to see like Bertans get some run and look like super confident. His stat yeah. line is hysterical, by six the way. Assists. Six points, eight rebounds, six assists. Like, what is happening? Um, I I, I do wish we would have seen like how does Josh Green only get sixteen minute like sixteen minutes in this game? Like why? Like yeah, that was weird. I guess because I think Kid just wanted to get all the sure. He played the, the entire fourth guys. quarter with the end of the bench. Like yeah, I just want to see it. Like yeah, I no. want to see him play like thirty-five minutes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just just for like as a scientific experiment. <laughs> well, because I think he's like like I don't think he is a particularly sp- um. He doesn't have any skill which is going to make him an NBA player over the long run outside of energy at the moment and i want to see him do stuff i want to see him you like they use him as a jack of all trades but they do it for like six minute bursts and i'm just like can, can we get more tape and i guess you know it wouldn't have been of any value because this team's so terrible but <laughs> i just like i don't know i i want to like josh green and when they don't play him i don't get that chance that's true and i mean maybe, maybe he will get his opportunity uh sunday because uh, maybe we should talk. I don't know if we should talk. Yeah, about this no, now. we should. We okay. should. But Luca will likely not be playing unless um, it gets overturned in his 16th technical. I'm going to be curious to see what happens there because I think it sets a bad precedent if they rescind a second technical for him this season. But I also think that he got fouled four times on that play. 
and his team, him, like everybody, like they should have carried him off the floor. A, <laughs> but I do understand why he was mad, but it's also like, dude, you're up 30 points at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> what uh, are we arguing? He's arguing yeah. the fact that he could have gotten hurt. Right. But still. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Like both sides. It was, it was amazing that he got called a technical for that. Like that. Cause I mean, he wasn't that animated, um, but we don't know what he said. I mean, he could have said something pretty bad, so we don't really know. So, but it was still amazing that like that happened, and then the fact that like he was just that he would had to be that mad, and like mm-hmm. it would have been one thing if he kind of would have said something walking to the bench and he got it, but it looks like he got it like going to Tony Brothers during the quarter break with Dorian Finney-Smith and Frank Nilakina, like kind of trying to hold him back and push him back towards uh, the bench and the huddle, and he just he just had to man, and I just. I get it. He could, you know, it was a dang, it was kind of a dangerous play when you when you look back at it. But I'm just waiting for the day where something like that happens, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna pick my battles. But I, I, that's certainly not today, and maybe it'll be next season. I don't know. But it's just like, <laughs> it's like if he can't, like, if he has to complain after a half court heave up twenty at the end of the first quarter, it's like, man, I don't know. What's he not going to complain about? Yeah, uh, which yeah. is oh, just, yeah. that's just difficult. And it's like, again, it's like in a vacuum. It's like, okay, that's stupid. Tony Brother sucks. We know that he's a you know the buffoonery with him and refing games is not just Mavs games. Like we know that, but like, yep. man, this is the kind of stuff that I'm sure other refs see, and they're just like, it well, just gets in their heads, and it just pisses me off that that's a that it's a storyline and a narrative. Mm-hmm. Well, Luke is also on record. He gave a record to uh, a on record interview to Malika Andrews of ESPN, where he said he will not miss a game and will not get enough technicals to get a, a, a um a suspension. He promised it, <laughs> and he and he didn't fucking do it. And <laughs> I'm functionally frustrated because there is still a small chance the Mavericks can get the three seed if the San Antonio Spurs beat the Golden State Warriors. Or if the Pelicans beat the Golden State Warriors, all the Mavericks have to do is beat the San Antonio Spurs on Sunday night. And I don't think, I don't know. I I hope it doesn't come to that is the answer. <laughs> because if they miss out on the four seed or on the three seed, which means skipping out on a potential skipping out on Phoenix path, all because Luca couldn't you know, get over his shit at the in a 30-point blowout against the Trailblazers in the second to last game of the season. This is a sort of this is the sort of grow up kid stuff that we're right about. And that, you know, super duper people who were like, oh, Luke is always right, which there's a lot of those on the internet. It's like a growing faction of 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 people. This is stuff where we're like, guys, it just can't happen. It yeah. just like 16 technicals with the number of games he's played is insanely hard to do. I'm going to go look this up. Uh, yeah. How many, how many he's gotten. Yeah. And while you're doing that, I'll note, um, it was really nice to see uh, Brian Damaris, who's been doing some, some halftime and filling in for uh, Jeff skin Wade, who's of course out uh, with his, with his illness. And right now um, he, he, he made that point at the, during the halftime show. And it was kind of nice to see a Mavericks centered broadcast kind of he basically said the same thing we're saying in terms of like we understand you're pissed uh you did get fouled not trying to argue when a foul but like just kind of kind of know your situation got to be a little bit smarter than that and know yep. 
when to pick your battles and, and live to fight another day sort of you know is this is this the play that you want to you know you want to die on the hill on uh, and you know up 20 points <laughs> against the Portland Trailblazers in the first quarter is on a, and on a half court heave too you know I mean if he was arguing if he got like brought down by the shoulders going to the rim or something like you know just the fact that it was a half court heave uh, made it slightly more egregious like that's just something you gotta you gotta brush off and uh, yep. hopefully he figures that out so with this he has 16 technicals in 64 games that's really easy math a technical every four game is fucking insane wow that is a lot <laughs> like get yourself together man so if he was healthy what would i mean he would imagine, played, if, like, he would imagine if he got a six... through this draymond green dwight howard level stuff yeah, I mean, imagine if he, like, I mean, if he wasn't hurt, I mean, he could have been, this could have been his 16th technical, what, like a month ago? And are you looking at, like, him missing, like, three games because he gets suspended for, for technical fouls? Like, that'd be, that would be crazy. Uh, but at least it didn't come to that. But, yeah, it's definitely, definitely something he's got to, he's got to figure out. I mean, that's, that's, you know, we're not talking stats or anything. We're just got to figure it out i don't know what else to say yeah yeah and um, what it really means for people who are keeping track is he got a ton of technicals in like the first 40 games yeah he, and that's when the mavericks were struggling to the, yeah. the vibes were not good in those first 20 25 games of the season yeah. uh, but that's well, a shame we'll i mean you want to talk about something else like real quick so we don't don't no. sound super mad after yeah, a well, just 50 mad. It's like, I want to sweep the Spurs. That's why. Yeah, no. Reggie Bullock still dunked. Do it. What yeah, was the stat? It's his second dunk this season and the ninth dunk of his career. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I don't I like know how that. a guy that for his career is probably like a 15 to 20 minute per game guy over like eight years and is like 6'6", six, six, only has nine, nine dunks, but that's crazy. I love it. It's been my it's it's outstanding. Um, yeah. other things that I'm enjoying looking at. So Dwight uh, Powell was seven of seven for the incredible. Four. incredible. He's shooting seventy one percent in April. That's following <laughs> the month of March. What would you think? Just don't look at this. But what would you look. guess that he shot from the field in the month of March? Man, I did look at his restricted area percentage uh, during the game. So I'm going to guess it was all, it was like, was it 70 in March? 68.9%. Then we go back further. He, <laughs> in February, he shot 71% from the field. <laughs> He's Will Chamberlain, January, basically. <laughs> in January, he shot 74%. <laughs> like he was under, he was under 60 in, in 2021. And yeah. for the year he's shooting 66% from the floor, but I kind of want to go do the math and figure out what he's shooting in 2022, because that's, pre- that's preposterous. He, that's, I love uh, it. Yeah. What uh, all time highest field goal percentage. I just is 67.3 by Deandre Jordan. Is that right? Oh, that, man. Uh, yeah, no, that is right. Right. Okay. Deandre Jordan actually leads it for one year. Man, so what's Pal at for the season? 66. Oh my gosh, he's so man, that's crazy. He could have got yeah. it. He could have got it. Uh if he just had one more month, basically, right. I think. Right. Man, he doesn't shoot a high enough volume. Like right, right. So he, yeah, he would need more. He needs way more more time to get there. But he's all he man, he's been, I know his talk Franco wrote a really nice piece uh for D magazine uh about like two weeks ago. And I mean 
I've how long Kirk have I been beating the drum somewhat annoyingly for like the last six or seven years. Like it's really nice to see like the stuff that I've been seeing when the Mavericks weren't great, like he's still doing it and the team is winning. Like, it's so nice to see like his, his contributions matter in a winning way instead of me trying looking like, uh, you know, Charlie and it's always sunny with the the conspiracy map or whatever. (laughs) Like when the Mavericks are losing 50 games and me trying to, convince people that Dwight Powell's good and no one wanting to believe me because the Mavericks were, were losing games. So well and he just and yeah. he was so useless on defense in the drop coverage that it made the offensive stuff seem pointless. And yeah. now that he's just basically kind of a rotating Tasmanian devil who's just every like everywhere all at once, it's helpful. And yeah. I'm not sure if he'll be on the team next year. I don't really want to think about next year yet, but like his path as a player for Dallas has been really interesting. His path on this contract has been really interesting because he had just signed the four-year extension when he tore his Achilles. And there were moments, and moments is not really accurate, there were months when he looked like he was not an NBA player. Yeah. I mean, the first, what, first five months of the season he came back, uh, mm-hmm. I guess of last season, were were rough uh he was yeah he, he didn't look like himself at all um so and that's an injury that it's like when you look rough you're like is this it you know like it, that's yep. not an injury that uh, it, it kills careers yeah and especially for a guy like him you know he's not a shooter you know you've seen guys kind of come back from it lately but you know kevin durant is right is durant uh and wes matthews kind of came back from it too but he was also more of a you know finesse you know he wasn't a guy that needed to jump out of the building uh, to, to be a productive player and Powell's quickness, obviously he's a smart guy, uh, but still his quickness and his leaping ability are, are big parts of his game. So, um, and I'm just really happy for him uh, just as someone who's never left that Island uh, just to see him do what he's doing is awesome. And he's yeah. passing like, it's crazy. Like he had two assists tonight. No, it doesn't sound like a lot, but he's like making reads in the short roll on four on threes. Like, yeah, uh, it's just it's just cool. It's good. Well, as we you know, not to project too far ahead, but one of the things I think that gets you know undersold in terms of a skill set that the Mavericks need is the Mavericks c- continue to need a good ball screener. Powell is so good at that. The rolling is 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 good, but Luca needing a really good like a person that he a partner he can work with on the ball screen action is just so they need. It, yeah. and, and Powell's done a he's one of the best screeners in the league he's obviously like the rolling is a is a different also incredible thing he's good at but I just think about some of the things like like the Porzingis Luca pick and roll worked when like they're both shooting and it was humming but Luca like Porzingis a couldn't set a screen and b Luca didn't use Porzingis screens very well like there's little things that Luca does with screeners that that get the the defenders in trouble and like that's the sort of thing looking forward that the Mavericks are going to have to kind of keep like a quiet eye on because it's it's a really undervalued skill set I think. Yeah, same. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and that's why it's like I know a lot of people see like the Rudy Gobert trade rumors and they're like, man, imagine what he could do with Luca. Because like, that dude yeah, can set a screen, right? And like I'm not trying to discount like he would obviously feast with Luca in the pick and roll, but it's also like let's not discount what Dwight is doing because as we've one fourth the cost. Yeah. And 
I think what the the thing that's bothered me the most uh, is the fans that really don't like him uh, just are like, oh, I mean, you can just get any big and and get you know play any big with Luca and they're gonna you know do well in the pick and roll. And I think we've seen over the last three years, whether it's Willie Cauley Stein, I mean, even Maxi Kleba a little bit, Kristaps, uh, whoever, it, it's that's not true. Um, you know, Marquise Chris, um, it's just not true. So. Uh, it just just want to give a little shout out to yeah, him and, it's nice. and yeah it's just yeah there's really it's really good really nothing else to talk about I don't think yeah. we should you know I, I tend to we said we uh, weren't going to talk a lot and we still kind of did talk yeah, a lot yeah I don't think <laughs> I talked about I meant to talk about this on my podcast last night but I I the one I did um, late last night early you know the the, the Moneyball minute I want to point people to something if they haven't looked at it yet is the the great Nowitzki. A mm-hmm. book. I went to a reading. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. That was really cool. About it, yeah. it was at um, it was at Wild Detective, which is like a, a little bookstore in a neighborhood over there. I think it's is that Bishop Arts. That is Bishop Arts. I gotta I gotta send you a, a, a brunch or just lunch dinner. Just cool. I, I felt so fucking old in that neighborhood. I don't. It was. <laughs> it was not. I don't know. I did. No, I just, no, oh, no. It's not. A, it's it's that place is very. It's very low key. You. It was. It was, it was a cool place. Like really cool ambiance. And so. The the author, um, I don't want to butcher his name. Uh, he's he's German. Really nice guy. He's been I've been uh, uh, DMing a bit with him. He he sent me a copy of the book, which was cool. But then I bought another one just because I wanted to support um, support him. And and he did a reading of the book and then took questions. And then Dirk came and took questions. And there was like fifty people there, so it was pretty intimate and. You know, it's just it's always not like like I've I've heard Dirk talk enough in um post in retirement where he didn't say anything new, but like the level of contentment that he has mm-hmm. is is it's just it it's really great. It's like you see him thriving. He was our guy for such a long time, and he looks happy, and he doesn't look bored. He looks. <laughs> There's just something to that, like like he's he's talking about being involved in FIBA. He's talking about like being with his, you know, family. I really wanted to ask him if he's a crazy sports dad because he said he's going to all the games and stuff now. And like I like how like former professional athletes deal with like competitiveness is something that fascinates me. But I just I, I didn't want to like take up any questions just because I I'm like it was weird because there's a lot of other like like media people there that knew about it and just like wanted to go as fans um you know i saw bobby corrala katia uh some of the good the good people on the map staff machine was there um it was it was uh it was nice and that's the kind of place um it was interesting because the author said he actually wrote a significant portion of the book there which i thought was really cool that's really cool so that's awesome yeah i mean just to see dirk in that setting also is pretty like i mean that's not like a big place, uh, you know. It's just the. It's just, it, it must have been wild to see Dirk in like that kind of laid back uh, situation because normally you're seeing him, you know, in front of a big crowd or something like that. Yeah, uh, and he's really good at answering bad questions. Like uh, it's just, <laughs> I love. He's he's so good at working the media stuff. Well, uh, there's. I'm really looking forward to see what he does when he decides. Like he did, my favorite thing that he did was basically downplay his role with the Mavericks, which I fucking knew it. Um, <laughs> Where it's just like, like, you know, he's been touted, he's been brought out like a show pony three or four times where it's like, look, Dirk likes what we're doing, um, which I don't know, just fundamentally frustrates me. But he, he, he talked about how much he likes watching the team. He talked about how he's just like, he's like, he's not there yet about wanting to do stuff with the league. 
he did not say he's never going to be interested, but he's just like, I'm liking this right now. Like being and a that, TV announcer or something like that? Just just in or, like working with players, maybe uh, like okay. having something to do on a routine basis, like going into the office. Uh, he's like, I, gotcha. I wake up at seven o'clock every day. There's a hundred things I want to do because I just didn't get to do it forever. Um, and And now it's just like I finish each day with more stuff that I want to do. And that's I think that's really great. Cool to hear. That's really yeah. cool to hear. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, there's, there's like a lot, like, like I was sitting there with Tim Cato and I think like we were both kind of like wishing we were taking notes, <laughs> but it wasn't, <laughs> like it wasn't that kind of event. So nobody really wanted to do it. Oh, it was great. That's so. awesome. Cool. I'm glad you got to do that. I was too. Yeah. Cause I, that's the closest I've been to Dirk ever. So, <laughs> welcome. To the um, show. all right. Well, we talked for too long, but whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I'll check the website and Josh and I'll be back Sunday night because they're doing a Mavs appreciation night at 8.30 <laughs> on Sunday without Luka Doncic. So. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> when you tweeted that, I really, I laugh. Like, there's nothing else you can do but laugh at that. Oh, yeah, it's great. Because it's just like, of course, this is how it happens with the game, you know. And so many people are mad at the start time. It's incredible. Yeah. So, all right, we'll talk to, we'll talk soon, Josh. You have a good night. Everybody enjoy your weekend. and.